Well, after that short first reading and that short psalm, you guys probably thought you were going to get away with a short gospel, but it didn't happen. In uh, this long genealogy that we go through, uh, something that commentators always note, and it really sticks out like a sore thumb, is the fact that there are four women mentioned. So it's all, it's a patrilineal genealogy, so it's all through the male lineage, but out of the blue, you've got these four women who are mentioned. They're just kind of inserted. Okay, So you've got Tamar, who's mentioned, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. And all four of these women are kind of sort of questionable. It's strange. They're sort of maybe disreputable. Okay, So Tamar, uh, she had intercourse with Judah to give birth to Perez and Zerah um, by way of trickery. She actually posed as a prostitute. Okay, And then you've got Rahab who was a prostitute. Um, and after the Israelites came in and they took over Jericho, she was one of the few people that was spared in that battle. And uh, she ended up marrying Solomon and they gave birth to Boaz. And then Boaz uh, married Ruth. Ruth uh, was not as disreputable as the other two ladies, but um, she was a, a widow. And, um, you know, she kind of had some hard times. It was She wasn't the... She's probably an older uh, woman, and um, you know she wasn't. Uh, it's, it's notable, kind of a questionable, I guess, wife. Okay, so Boaz and Ruth, and they gave birth to Obed, and then of course David and, and Bathsheba. We know about that Bathsheba um, uh, being an adulteress, and David committing adultery with her, so forth and so on, and uh, them giving birth to Solomon. So what's very interesting is you have all of this eventuating in Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. And as we see in our our first reading, a very, very, very profound and important reading, um, really a reading that I think every Christian should commit to memory, really commit it to heart and to think about it, is that we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. Who are called according to his purposes. That really needs to be committed to memory. Okay, I find in my, you know, brief pastoral experience that the the problem of evil, the problem of why uh, bad things, why God allows bad things to happen, in scenarios which you know maybe it doesn't seem obvious that the people deserve these bad things to happen to them, uh, that is a perennial issue and question and problem and challenge for us in our spiritual. Uh, journeys, uh, but we have the certain truth coming to us from the Scripture that all things work together for good. All things work together for good for those who are called according to God's purposes. So even bad things, God coordinates all the events: the, the questionable, the strange, the uncomfortable, the odd, the weird, the bad. All of that, He coordinates it all together so that. Uh, good comes of it. And we see that in our genealogy. We've got these questionable ladies, but the fruit and the product is Jesus Christ. So also today we celebrate the birth of the Virgin, uh, and uh, we have it on very ancient testimony that uh, Mary's parents uh, had a serious fertility issues. And it was a source, as it is, and we know this from experience, infertility being a source of great stress, um, on a part of the wife and a part of the husband. And it was for Mary's parents, and they were, uh, I think, really at the point where they, you'd be con- they'd be considered elderly. 
And uh, the angel came to Joachim and said, "You're gonna, uh, she's gonna conceive. Anna is gonna conceive." And uh, so it happened, and what was born was Mary. So we see in that as well this whole trial and uh, you know evil event that took place to Mary's parents, but it resulted in the immaculate mother of God. I would think to myself that's a pretty good compensation for the trial of infertility to actually be the parent of the mother of God. I mean, it's a pretty good trade-off there. But you can imagine Joachim and Anna going all of those years saying, God, why is this happening? I mean, they would be tempted to do this, right? Why are you, why is this great, the great shame, social stigma that would be, um, that they'd have to bear given their infertility? All of these sorts of things, but yet, all along, God knew what he was doing, and all things work together for the good. Uh, the supreme example of this is that you know, I ask people this all the time in counseling sessions. I say, okay, so what's the worst evil that can happen? What's the worst evil that's ever happened? Usually people say something along the lines of the death of a baby. That's usually the response. And that is bad. You know, you have a baby who's very innocent, and they die. They never get a real chance uh, on this earth. And it's a great tragedy. There's no doubt about it. It's a great evil. Um, but Jesus Christ, who was not just innocent, but positively virtuous and righteous beyond conception, okay, the holiest man who's ever walked the face of this earth, was brutally murdered <laughs> by us out of envy and pettiness and cowardice. That's the greatest evil that ever happened. The murder of Jesus Christ is by far the greatest evil that's ever happened. But it also brought forth the greatest good that's ever happened. That is the redemption of of mankind. So God never permits evil unless he foresees a greater good coming out of it. And that's his wisdom. And we have to walk by faith. We understand we are limited in in our perspective. For us to try to question God's ways is... uh, doesn't make a lot of sense because we're, we can't, we don't even know ourselves sometimes, let alone our neighbor, what's going on in our neighbor's hearts, let alone what happened yesterday, let alone what's happening all throughout the world, what will happen in the future. There's lots of things we don't see. Okay, so we're, we're forced in a certain sense just by the human condition to walk by faith because we don't see. There's so much that we don't see. But God sees it all and He knows what He's doing. He coordinates it all together. And uh, as St. Paul says, he works all things together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose.